Welcome to the Lucky Titan Podcast. Here you will learn how to fill your favorite platform with tons of your dream customers from some of the world's top entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Josh Tapp. Now let's get started. What's up, everybody? Josh Tapp here again, and welcome back to the Lucky Titan. I'm here with Sean Boyle, which you guys will probably remember was on here. What was it, Sean? Like a year and a half ago? Like that, brother. Oh, my guess. Maybe two years. Anyways. He was on pretty early in the show, but I'm stoked to have him back on. As you guys know, we've been interviewing a bunch of people, re-interviewing them, saying, okay, this is where you were, where you are now, and what happened, right? We're not here to talk the big bad curse word that I can't say because YouTube will block me <laughs> when it comes to sicknesses and things like that. But uh, we're here to talk what business principles have you applied that have actually worked really well. So Sean, say what's up to everybody and we'll hop in. Oh, Josh, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be back after... You know, long hiatus, but ready to provide some value. There's a lot of golden nuggets that I really just want to give straight off the bat. So if you're driving home, listen to this, you can implement it as soon as you get home for the next day. Love it. Well, and, and I want to give people some background too. If you haven't heard Sean's other episode, go check it out. I probably should have written down what number it was, but anyways, it's back there. Just use the control F and find it. But I mean, Sean's been in the virtual tours business. So it's momentum virtual tours. But what I loved about your model when we, when we last spoke, Sean, is that you had built honestly, like a very lean company. You didn't need a ton of staff or anything to build this company. You'd done very, very well. And it had just skyrocketed because you really, what's the word? Like, I guess your innovation was so much better than the competitors because you were coming at this saying, Hey, this is a really boring, outdated market, but you were updating it and disrupting it with such an awesome new, new tool. So can you kind of give us an idea of what Momentum Virtual Tours does? Yeah, for sure. So Momentum Virtual Tours, we are HQ to Philadelphia. So shout out to all my Philly people out there. We are a nationwide company. So we actually have about 2,000 vetted contractors that can do anything from virtual tours to drone photography to videography, 3D rendering, virtual staging, all that great stuff. So we're primarily in the US, but we have had some pretty hefty projects out in the UK, uh, Spain, Paris area, um, Budapest, Prague, et cetera. So we're really looking to take this international as the years go on, especially in this decade. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. And that's, I do want to touch on that point here just briefly too, of, of going international because you're in, in a business where services are geographically important, right? Like something like me, it doesn't matter. I, I'm global right now, but it doesn't matter because I'm digital, right? But like what you're doing, I mean, you actually have to like fly in there and use the drones and like costs and everything get higher. So What's the game plan to go international? Game plan really is the hire. It's pretty easy. Like the game plan is to hire photographers, one that are obviously good, and two that speak the language and who are sort of bilingual with English or Spanish and English or and Russian, English and whatever type of language. Because then not only are they actually facilitating conversations with the client, but they can actually upsell them. And that's what I'm really looking for is people who not only are photographers, but own their own photography business per se. And like there's a difference because there's contractors who are just like, oh, I'll take a couple of jobs here and there. There's people who actually own these contractor, uh, these, these photography companies companies who are natural salespeople like myself, who can actually go and shoot a pretty decent product and can upsell as time goes on. So that's really the model that we're looking to hit, especially in you know, 2022, 23, et cetera. Right. So yeah, that's awesome. I, it's so interesting. I mean, I know you probably have stuff you want to share, but I'm just kind of intrigued. How are you getting a network that big of 2000 plus photographers? Is that what you spend a lot of your time doing is connecting with them? Yeah, I don't want to bring up the uh, the Voldemort word, the word that should not be named. But during that year in 2020, I actually was doing a lot of that. I was talking, facilitating a lot of relationships, building a lot of relationships. So, 
you gotta love Facebook. You gotta love Instagram. You know, you see some great work on there, great content. You send them a DM and you really just get to talking. And I'm at this point, Josh, where we have a team that can do that as well. So I'm not the only person doing that. I'm actually really not the person who's mainly doing that. I have a lot of VAs who handle that kind of, you know, communication, but it's really interesting because you can find people, you know, just a quick YouTube search or Instagram or Facebook search. And that's primarily how we find 99% of these people. That's awesome. Well, it's cool because you've built a model where you can leverage the work of others. So are you doing it like a franchise model or how are you guys doing it? Yeah. So how we normally structure these deals is we give the photographer about a third of the deal. So our margins are roughly 60 to 70% gross, which I want to obviously keep into consideration all the software we're using, all the, you know, all the other expenses as well. So it's a happy medium, especially when we have an in-house editing team. So if I need someone to go out and shoot raw virtual tour panos or photos or video, we can do that, have great work, and then have our editing team on the back end, which is much more comprehensive now, just take those assets and deliver them as if that person is editing themselves at you know a tenth of the cost. So that's normally how we do it. And obviously, we're looking for people long term that are you know really energetic. They love the industry. They really love the culture we have at Momentum. So. Ultimately, those are the type of people I want to work with. Whereas before, you know, we would call someone up and say, oh my God, you know, we have to shoot tomorrow, you know, and this could be like a college kid who hasn't worked the camera in his life, you know, but if he's willing to take the paycheck, then you got to do it. But there's really none of that now. It's more just quality over quantity. Yeah. Love that. Well, and ultimately when you start doing that, you become the value leader and that point you can be the most expensive, which is awesome. So when you came prepared with a, a few points to share with everybody, but I'm just really curious, like, you know, again, we can't say the magic word, right? But during 2020, right, 2021, there were a lot of companies that were disappearing and it was simply because they weren't willing to pivot or just to double down on what they were doing. And so I'm just kind of curious what you've done over the past couple of years to actually improve where you were at because you guys were already doing great. But how are you, how did you get to where you are now? I said before, you know, we really had a great industry and we pounced on it with all the GMB that we created, Google My Businesses that we created so we can rank nationally and start to get all that traction. But there's really three things that we did uh, in the interim, Josh, to scale. And the first one really is building out that sales team. So right now we have an Eastern team, Central team, Mountain team, and Pacific team. And notice that's for the four time zones, right? So what we have is two appointment setting VAs who are from Upwork, who are verified. I did a trial test with them, which were unpaid to essentially say, listen, can you do the job or can you, you know, just like really black and white type of stuff. And obviously if they have a great personality, that's a plus, right? So we hire those VAs. And then we also hire a director who essentially manages those two VAs to coach them, to set better demos, to make sure that show up rate is as high as it can be. And then those directors are doing appointments themselves, appointment setting themselves, but they're also closing as well in that respective time zone. So you multiply by that by four teams, there really was just the Eastern team. You know, I was handling pretty much the whole US, but now I'm specifically structured where our HQ is in Eastern time zone. So obviously going up to New York and Boston, you know, North Carolina, the Carolinas, going down to, you know, Miami, et cetera. So that really allows me for myself to travel and give myself a lot of freedom as well as having our sales outbound really scale 4X essentially. And we'd have this like whole math model, which I'd love to share with your audience if there's like a newsletter or something, but it's been great so far, man. But the second thing really to dive you know, back in is like really just ads. So 
guys, do yourself a favor and download a million dollar uh, offer, $100 million offer on Amazon by Alex Ramosi. It's $0. It's a fantastic book. I am reading it. But I'm also listening to it as well. And he really pitches about one thing and one thing only of the grand slam offer. This is how you can get, you know, I would say, what is it? Like a 20, 25 to one return on your ad spend, essentially getting more clicks and more results from this very unique offer, which in my mind, when I read it, Josh, I was like, this guy's insane. Like, There's no way he's making money on this. But again, that long-term mentality, once you read the book, you can kind of understand what he's talking about. And really what the, the offer is, I'll just say it right here, is it's just a one-time fee. One-time fee to say, listen, this is what we're going to do. We're going to blow it out of the water for you. And then we have other you know, upsells and stuff we can do. But it's really about the referral base. Because if you can crush it with this one person, you know, that's really what it's all about is getting these referrals and building up that legacy. Because if I were to say, and this is the old agency model, say, listen, we're going to get $1,000 down, $1,000 a month. It's like, we're going to get paid either way, whether we produce results or not. So let's just be honest with ourselves. You know, Are we really doing the best we can to produce results? Yeah, probably not. So having that one-time fee is really putting our feet in the fire and making sure we deliver results as best as we can at the end of the day. But that's essentially the epitome of the book. I'll let you guys go read some of the intangibles, but that's kind of the whole offer. And then the third thing, which is really interesting, and this is something that we've actually experimented just this year. And I know we're, geez, it's, it's March already, which is insane, but it's influencer partnerships, specifically via Instagram. So what we do is we have a uh, dedicated VA team to go on Instagram and essentially DM travel influencers who are traveling to luxury hotels and you know bougie places across the world. And we essentially say, listen, you're doing content already for these hotels and resorts. We want to pop our head in there and do virtual tours for them. You get a commission. We do all the sales. We do all the post-production, et cetera. You're just making the intro. Doesn't matter. Carrier pigeon, text message, email. I don't care, right? And we've noticed tremendous success with this, where we're doing a lot of different hotels across the United States, across the world. And again, you're building a long-term legacy relationship with these influencers where you really, at the end of the day, are getting more business because they trust you. Because again, there's no like, oh, like we require a fee or anything. It's really just based off of what we can do, like the whole performance thing. So I know I just kind of said a lot there, but oh, those are really great. just three things that we're, we're doing. See it. And I appreciate you sharing those because I hope everybody got some great ideas from that because any of those could work for you in a services-based business. We watch, you know, people who are starting new services businesses, you know, because like you and me, you know, like we're B2B services. What we found is that, you know, most people are coming at it going, okay, like, how do I, like, which marketing method works? What's the magic bullet? And the truth is all of them work. You just have to have the budget or time to make any of them work. <laughs> and it's all about scaling and structuring those offers. But I think what you know, you're realizing, I guess I've realized as well too, in the past couple of years is that if somebody else, if it's their full-time job to set appointments or to close the deals or whatnot, they're going to do it 10 times better than you could because you can only spend 10% of your time appointment setting, 10% of your time doing sales, 10% doing operations and so on and so forth. And so it's just so interesting to see that you know, you've been leveraging that as well. And I've been seeing... I think last year in particular is when that really started to take off. People really started realizing, oh man, appointment setters are gold. Because I used to think, oh, you just need a sales guy. No, you need you need somebody who's an appointment setter and you need a closer. You've got to have both or it doesn't work. Yeah, um, it's funny, man. I, I literally thought the same exact thing. And it's like just a total like 180, honestly, once you have that mind shift shift, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's. I know for myself, like even like implementing that, because I didn't realize you need a setter and a closer, but I used to think I sucked at selling. 
And that wasn't the case. I sucked at appointment setting. And yeah. the truth is, is I got an appointment setter and I can close at like a 30 to 40% rate because he just teased me up and it works perfectly because they hand him off to me. They already like me at that point. I don't have to like build clout because he's done it for me. And then we just sit there and have a good conversation and they're like, okay, here's my money. Right. Yeah. Pretty cool when you can have an appointment setter in there. It's great recommendation, man. I appreciate it. So you said, you know, you could kind of break down your business model here a little bit. I do want to know what's the model. I mean, obviously you can't give us like the full thing here, audio, because you know, not everybody can see this, but, but what's the model. So in terms of like, actually just like uh, generating like uh, revenue just based off of virtual tours, you mean? Yeah. So what we normally like to do is there's two main things. So I'll just tell you like our customer persona, like our ideal customer is really just someone who obviously has that long-term mindset. doesn't matter if they're in the real estate space, small business, medium, large space. It's just really that. But about 50% of our business isn't real estate. The other 50% is small business. For, I would say a good majority of our real estate clients, they're pretty much a, you know, ongoing basis where it's like, all right, just give us a call and we'll go out there, right? That's pretty much that. So what we do is just normally charge either one-time fee or a package deal for a brokerage for said, you know, agent, doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? Because we work with a lot of people who they have multiple agents on the team. And then we have people who, you know, are larger agents who just call us to do like these grandiose houses, which is incredible. Like, dude, we shot this place in Philly. It's like 10,000 square foot residential spot on uh, oh, Locust Street. It, it was incredible. It was, it was unbelievable. I actually got in a little bit of trouble because I posted some content that I should not, but that's for another conversation. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and the other 50% is small business where that's more of monthly hosting where we will normally take about 1% of the total square footage of that facility and charge monthly hosting where... I would say about 10% of the square footage we actually charge for the virtual tour or photos, video, staging, whatever we're going to do. And that model really has worked out well for us to essentially not only grow, but grow at a pace that's you know good for us because I continuously want to hit that net profit number, that margin, that percentage at the end of the month. Like I don't want to have months where it's you know, just we're thin or we're like crushing. Like I want to have a very even kill, just growth pattern that like, you know, like Warren Buffett says, you know, no one wants to get rich slow. And it's super true, you know, because like I would much rather take that path that's methodical, but you're growing each month. Whereas you have these very like, you know, months that just fluctuate and you don't really know where you stand. You know what I mean? And there's another great quote from the Hermosi book is he says, uh, you know, you want to find out why you failed at something rather than just succeeding and you have no idea why you did. So, Yeah. That's actually a really great quote. I love that because I mean, ultimately most people nowadays, you look at these like 15 year old, 16 year old kids who are making millions of dollars and you ask them to repeat it and they can't. It was like, Hey, I got luck. I got really lucky. I'm not just like picking on younger people because I'm a young person too. (laughs) But like, I know for myself, the only reason we've gotten to where we are today is because I had to spend five years, six years grinding and hating my life and having huge wins and then huge failures and back to zero and having to live off my wife. Like I had to for years and years, right? Like those are the sort of things that people are talking about more, but like you and I will have much longer term sustainable businesses for that, for that reason. So pretty awesome. So Sean, we're coming up to the end of the interview here, man, but I want to ask you a couple of questions. So the first one is how can people connect with you? Biggest thing, honestly, if you just want to go to seanboyle.com, that is S-E-A-N-B-O-Y-L-E.com. You can go in there, get more information about me, send me a direct message on Instagram at M as in Michael, whatever you want to do, just contact me. There's a bunch of forums, send me a DM. That's the easiest way. 
Love it. So make sure you guys go check that out. It's seanboyle.com. Sean's a pretty accessible guy. Obviously, you guys can tell he's very laid back. So if you are looking for someone to do virtual tours, especially if you are in the real estate niche, these are awesome. Definitely go check out momentumvirtualtours.com because you guys could definitely learn a lot from what these guys are doing. And then Sean, just to kind of wrap up the interview, could you give us one final parting piece of guidance? Yeah. I mean, like I said previous, I, I don't know if I said this in the last interview, Josh, but I'll just reiterate it anyway. Better is, to do it I think a lot of people are just like, I got to do it now. I got to do it now. And I'll be honest, I have a, like one of my weaknesses in life is patience with relationships, with money, with a lot of different things, which I'm learning, you know, but I think it's really important to enjoy that journey. And I know it's so, you know, mundane to say that, but it's really important. Like we were talking before this, you know, I'm not at the pinnacle yet of, you know, where I want to be, but I think I'm going to be the most happy I will be in this whole process because I'm enjoying that process of growth. You know, just seeing different things move and like, I'm excited for the good and the bad, you know, and just kind of living that life. Whereas if I get to the pinnacle curtains, it's end, you know, like we're, we're done for the most part, we're finito. So that's pretty much it. And like the happiness is going to just you know, take a backseat, I would say, and, you know, latch onto something else per se. So I would say always play the long-term game, you know, and that's in relationships, that's in, you know, deals. I mean, if you can have that mindset throughout your whole life, and again, I'm 24, like I, I have so much to learn. You know, there's so much I, have to, I really have to learn, but I'm ready for that. I'm ready to learn. And you just have to be excited about that, but take that long-term process, nothing short-term and you'll do okay. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Lucky Titan podcast. If you've learned anything from this or any other episode, make sure you rate it and share it with another entrepreneur who could help. Thanks again, and I'll catch you on the flip side.